Good evening and welcome to the Rail of Oviedo podcast. My name's Chris Darwin and I'm with my good friend John Mothershaw. Say hello, John. Hi, Chris. So, John, we are on a roll now, up to fourth in the league and we can't stop not conceding. I didn't actually get to see the game, unfortunately, today, so tell us all about it. Uh, it wasn't, wasn't the most uh, eye-opening game you've ever seen in your life, but at the end of the day, we've gone there, we've kept another clean sheet, albeit... <laughs> Slightly fortunately with uh, with our guy missing the penalty, but at the end of the day we've gone there, taken our chance. You know we've won the game, which is which is the main thing, isn't it? It's... So t- tell me what happened. Um, they, they missed the penalty. What happened for the penalty? Um, David Fernandez decided. Well, he seemed to. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing really. First of all, he gave the ball away in an absolute criminal area, and then I think he was a bit eager to try and go and win it back. And just lunged himself in and tripped up their their guy. It was it was the same it was the same bloke. He seemed to have a terrible game that their player. Um, and then he, he picked himself up and just stroked the penalty wide. Um, and then of course he scored the own goal as well. I mean, say own goal. I think I mean, it was on target anyway. But he's managed to. It, it looked like to me like Verdes had headed it and it was going straight to the keeper's hands. And their players tried to. He's kind of got in the way and it's diverted it past the keeper. So he scored an own goal and missed a penalty. <laughs> sounds like sounds it. Like sounds like a good, good day, for, good that day guy. for that guy. Hopefully, we'll be signing him up. In, in um, I think he broke his nose in the second half as well. He's in, seems to have blood pouring down his face. So, oh, brilliant! Oh, so there's no so complaints. Then no it was clearly a penalty. Oh, it's definitely a penalty. Yeah. Well, okay. I remember John Walters? Was it John Walters? He missed. I think he missed a penalty, and scored two own goals for Stoke. I think it was. A Three or four years ago against Chelsea. Do you remember that? Yeah, it does ring yeah, a bell, actually. Um, yeah, John Walters, nice player. Nice good lad. So, as I said at the start, we've uh, we've shot our way up to fourth in the table. That's that's excellent news. Yeah, I mean, we seem to have this formula, don't we? Certainly away from home, where we don't <laughs> we don't seem to do too much attacking, but we've got this rigid system, and we just seem to be hard to break down and. You know, normally, normally these kind of games where you know go, go away from home and scrape a one nil, they normally come towards the end of the season. But we seem to be seem to be doing it from minute one. So I'm sure when when the heat's on at the end of the season, we'll be winning three or four nil. It would be uh, it would be good to see if we did if we did venture that far forward to get sort of two or three goals. I have to admit, I'm just, I'm starting to change my opinion now. Now we've actually got something that does seem to be working, whereas at the start of the season it wasn't working. Um, I really don't care how we play um, if we uh, if we're going to rack up clean sheets and uh, and sort of uh, and, and three points on the board each week. I mean, it's a, it's a good run of form we're in. Uh, from what you're saying, it sounded like although we didn't have much of the ball, they weren't doing much with the ball to hurt us. Other than Fernandez, uh, sort of having a uh, having having a momentary lapse, so it sounds like uh, a bit like the Mallorca game, but this time we uh, we we actually scored. Yeah, I mean they had a chance right near the end. Uh, the guys headed it headed it wide, and I think they had one cleared off the line in the first ten minutes. But other than that, I don't recall Juan Carlos having too much to do. But I mean, there's like two Oviedo's, aren't there? Because last week against Tenerife, we actually played. You know, for Hierro, I thought it was quite open. Tenerife surprised me a little bit. They came, I thought they'd come and just sit 10 behind the ball, but they didn't. They came and had a bit of a go. And, you know, I thought it was a good game last week. Good, open, entertaining game. But away from home, he just seems to have this this 4-5-1 
situation, doesn't he? And, but it, it seems to be working. Yeah, I mean, the the switch from the 4-4-2 to 4-3-3, 4-5-1, whatever, whatever you want to call it, has definitely, has definitely given the side something extra. I mean, I think since he's made the, the change, I don't, I, I don't believe we've lost. I'm, I might be wrong, but I don't, I don't think we have. It certainly coincided with this far more solid run that we've that we've been on, which is great. And, and credit to Hero. I mean, it could have, he could have quite easily kept sticking to this 4-4-2 that he was trying to play. Uh, and we might have continued to have got nowhere very quickly. So he's been, he's been alert enough to change the system and, and we've got results from it, which is, which is great to see. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not exactly entertaining football, but as I just said, who cares? We're, we're winning. It's, it's no good playing sort of football that's not entertaining and losing, but if you're winning the games, that's, that's, that's what counts. So, so very, very good. Did we, um, other than the goal, which I presume came from a set piece, if Ferdis was, uh, the guy heading it goalwards, uh, did, did we create anything else? No, there was one ball when Lenar, just at the start of the second half, Lenares, he, he was in and he, if he'd have chested it down, well, he would have had a good chance, but he it kind of flew off his chest and went out for a goal kick. But you know, if, if he'd have took it better, it would have been a great chance. But and then I think there was a breakaway one right near the end when the substitute uh, Pereira came on. Um, he went round the keeper and he got a bit shoulder barged off the ball. And I think we, we wanted a like a free kick and a red card, but I think it was probably a fair challenge in truth. But if he'd have took it better, it, that would have been another chance. But, Okay. We're under so, the cost for most of the game, though, in truth. Yeah. So, so watching the game on the TV, could you could you see many of the Oviedo fans down there in Murcia? No, you could hear a few though. You kept hearing the chant. Excellent. It's probably it's probably a good time to give a nice big shout out to the Abbey Tavern, the uh, the Peña down here on the uh, on the Costa Blanca. Uh, personally, I'd like to say thank you to them because it, uh, right at the last minute they were able to try and offer me a lift to get down to the game today. Uh, I'd made alternative plans, which then also failed to come into fruition anyway, which is the reason why I, I reason why I ended up missing the game. But uh, good to finally make a connection with the Abbey Tavern, and hopefully we'll be able to record one of these podcasts live from down there in the uh, in the next couple of weeks. And also great to hear that they're in fine voice and could be picked up on on the television. You could definitely hear them, and I think there was one or two more home fans than there was for the cup game as well, because it was a, it was a that, when you went to the cup game, didn't you? I did. Oh. Poor crowd for that one by the looks of it. But. Yeah, it's it's a nice ground though. So I'm I'm genuinely disappointed not to have been there today. It's uh it's, it's a really nice ground and, and a good atmosphere. So uh so yeah, but uh again to go down there and get and get a one nil win because because uh, UCAM are no are no mugs at all in this division. So that's a, that's a very good win. Yeah, definitely. Who stood out for you as our man of the match today? Um, probably Toro in in the middle of the park. He kind of broke everything up. I thought and. Thought they, I thought all the back four, apart from Fernandez's moment of madness, played quite well. Verdi's got his traditional booking right, and it somehow lasted till 90 minutes without a yellow card. But, but it, was, it was just a collective effort, you know. No, it's good. It's, it's good to see that Hiero is generally getting getting this sort of solid team ethic in in place, and. Uh, yeah, long long may it continue. So let let's have a look at let's have a look at the other results from the weekend then. So we got Alcacon beat Mirandeth one uh, nil. Uh, Nastic drew two each with Mallorca. Uh, as we know, UCAM uh, were defeated by Oviedo one nil. Lugo lost one nil to Cadiz. Girona beat Numantia three uh, nil. Sevilla Atletico beat Elche two nil. 
And then yesterday we had Cordoba and Valladolid, uh, drawing one each. Zaragoza and Almeria. Zaragoza won that one, two, one. Tenerife beating Vallecano, three, two. And Huesca, uh, beating Royce, two, one, which is obviously a result that suddenly becomes quite interesting to us with the, with the jump up the table. Yeah, it's interesting. It's Sevilla Atletico as well. I mean, they keep going, don't they? They're up, they're up to second now. Yeah, so with the league table as it stands, Levante are still top on 26 points and what looks like a game in hand. Uh, looking at the league table I've got in front of me. Is that right, John? They've got a game in hand? They're playing at the moment, actually. Ah, against, OK. Let me check, I'm just... Yeah, 1-1 against Getafe. We're into injury time. Okay, so they'll, it looks like they're going to move up to 27 points on the same number of games played. Sevilla are, yeah, seven points behind on 20 with Royce. And then there's Oviedo in there on 19. Huesca sit in fifth on 18. Same amount of points as Cordoba. And as we keep saying, it looks like we might be saying for a few more weeks, it's incredibly tight from seventh down. Well, really, it's tight from, uh, from second down to 18th. But, uh, but particularly from 7th down to the relegation places. Um, that defeat puts Murcia into the relegation places with Nemanthia, Almeria and Nastic. Nastic still quite a bit of distance for them at the bottom of the table. Any any results particularly stand out as surprises this week for you, John? Probably the Sevilla B one again. Like I said, they just keep going. and With them in second, it kind of throws the league table a little bit. Funny, doesn't it? Because although we're fourth, we're effectively yeah, of course. Third. Yeah, it's easy to forget beat. that, isn't it? You can't get promoted, so yeah. yeah. Oh, that no, that well, that does that does then make it that does then make it very interesting. But again, yeah. you look look at some of the results, and everyone can be everyone. You look at I'm looking at the league table and seeing sort of the games won and lost, and in that middle bit, it's all so tight. Um, almost the same amount of games won and lost for a lot of teams, with with draws being pretty pretty much the same as well there's no apart from Levante at this stage there's no one team that's really still sticking their hand up and going we're going to take control of this uh, of this league so well, yeah, it's Levante at the top and Nastic at the bottom but the other 20 teams he could throw a blanket over them couldn't you yeah Definitely. I mean, we've got to be we've got to be on one of the more consistent runs of form. I haven't got the form table in front of me, but I would have thought we must be uh, apart again, apart from Levante and maybe Sevilla, um, top of the form table at the moment. It was looking symmetrical until today because we I think we'd won, drawn, one drawn, one. So by the laws of symmetry, we should have drew today, but obviously we've yeah. won and put that trend. So it's four wins out of the last six and two draws. No, very good indeed. Very good indeed. Yeah. Um, so looking ahead to next weekend, John, what have we got? Uh, let's just check the notes. Uh, we've got Cadiz at home to Huesca. Uh, Valladolid at home to Sevilla B. Uh, Girona against Tenerife. You can travel to Rio. Uh, they could do with a win, couldn't they, Rio? Yeah. <laughs> Mallorca against Zaragoza. Mirandas against Nastic. Uh, Numancia against Elche. Oviedo, we're at home to Lugo. I was, I was looking at them. They've lost the last three Lugo, so hopefully we can pick up another three points. Hatafe, bit of a derby match for them against Alcocon. And Almeria against Cordoba. Is that a derby as well? I think it might. Yeah, yeah, they must be very, very close to each other with my very limited Spanish geography, uh, geography knowledge. But no, I think they must be quite close together. Andalusian derby, I think. Yeah. No, no game for Levante next week. Oh, I must have scrolled off the page, that one. 
they must they yeah they they must be playing. But uh, we don't need to worry about no, them just, just yet anyway. Weeks. So we, we've 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 got them we've got them coming up soon. Yeah, that and that Don't should be. It's that the next home game after the Lugo game. Excellent. Well, that'd be a very uh, a very tasty game, no doubt. So it's very much all to play for for us at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we've just got to keep going, haven't we? You know, picking up the wins, picking up the draws. Um, like you'd like to say, with it being so tight, I think it's just even if you you know if you can't win games, make sure you pick up a point, keep yourself going. Do we have any inside knowledge on as to why Mitchu wasn't in the uh, in the the squad this weekend? He picked up a, a knock from what, from what I'm led to believe. I don't know exactly what it was, but he, he he's gone down with an injury. So okay, I think if someone's carrying a slight knock, you probably don't risk taking them to the other side of the country and playing them, do you? Well, I think also particularly with Mitchu, it depends on what the knock was as well, obviously. But to be fair, he probably would have welcomed a rest at this stage. I mean, he's He's thrown himself back in full throttle since uh, since rejoining. So uh, a weekend off probably will have, will have done him so good. Definitely, I think we've got to mention it on a previous podcast. You know, take it a bit careful with him. You know, he's played a lot of games already, hasn't he? Kind of six or seven games he started. Quite a few more than I thought he'd start. And... No, definitely. Who actually? Sorry to keep jumping back to the game, but who actually replaced him in the side today? It was John Aretha. He played in midfield. So they had Arethe, Toro, and, and one other in there. Yeah, uh, David Ro- Rocha played again. Oh, okay, okay. Um, interesting though, Nando wasn't even on the bench. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if Nando is actually trusted by by Hierro. I mean, he's obviously got such a rigid defensive way of playing that he wants the team to do. And it could be just that Nando doesn't really fancy. I mean, he doesn't look like the sort of player who fancies doing too much of the uh, of the the defensive sort of side of things no, from, I mean, in the games I've seen him play. But uh, yeah, outside looking in, it seems to be like he's losing faith with him by the by the week, doesn't it? You know, you know, he started the season first choice. Yeah, you know, he's kind of drifted gradually to the point where he's, he's a five ten minute substitute, and now he's not even on the bench. So yeah, the thing is, for me, on a on a game. When you set yourself up defensively, if you do go a goal down and you've got 25, 30 minutes to go or something, then having someone like that on the bench, is yeah, it, it, it makes sense. It absolutely no, I agree. makes sense to have, you know, have that guy to come on. You know, it brings the rest of the team up, up the pitch a bit, doesn't it? You know, he can run with the ball and carry it into, you know, carry it into the corners and bring, yeah. bring the, the play out. Yeah, definitely. But anyway, yeah, we we cannot criticise Hierro at the moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we can't criticise Hierro as as we stand because he's doing a very very fine job, and uh, we're going to win the league. So it's all good. <laughs> Any other news from Oviedo this week that we know of, John? No, not from Oviedo. But we'd just like to wish uh, Andy Huskinson a, a speedy recovery. He was in hospital the other day with appendicitis. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, I've still like floating around on on Facebook. On his birthday of all days, would you believe? But all the best, anyway. Indeed, indeed, and also, have Oldham picked up their form yet? They lost yesterday. I know that much. It's, it's a bad. So that, it's bad. That, that won't have pleased him very much. Well, bad, hopefully, bad time knows. for Husky. Bad time for Husky. But uh, and Stoke play tomorrow night, don't they, John? Yeah, Swansea at home tomorrow night. Yeah, they pick all the best games for the Monday night Sky Football, don't they? They do. Should be a good game. Yes, for the for the neutral, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Shakiri's on form. 
Yeah, actually, no, fair play. He was very, very, very good last weekend. So, anyway, it's nearly November. It's about time Stoke started winning, isn't it? So, they, sh- they should be okay now. Seems to start slowly. Anyway. Oh, you're going to mention the cricket to me tonight as well, Chris, but we're probably best off not going there. Uh, I've, I've, just, I've just finished writing up that for the paper tomorrow. And uh, what a what a beautiful beautiful collapse that was as well. I mean, to to lose what ten wickets in the space of a football match. That's in one session, wasn't it? Ten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In about an hour and a half. That that's incredibly good going. Anyway, anyway, we are we are digressing massively from the reason that we are here. Uh, so let's call it a night there then. I think um, I'm probably puzzling our Spanish listeners as well. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. Cricket. <laughs> Yeah, well, we do play cricket over here. Anyway, no, we really are digressing. Right, so that's the end of the podcast, folks. Thank you ever so much for listening. Uh, if you just want to ignore the last four minutes, that probably would be wise. Um, so you can follow us on Twitter at the, at Rail Oviedo Pod. Find us on SoundCloud, uh, hopefully on iTunes and I believe Acast as well. So we are pretty much everywhere you can possibly dream of in the podcast world. Please leave us a nice review. Thanks as ever to Luke Davis for doing the music at the start and at the end of the podcast. I think that's it, John. Would you agree? Yeah, that's all for me. Excellent. Let's call it a night then. Thanks, folks. Speak to you next week. Yeah.